Welcome to the Mindfulness Meditation Podcast presented by the Rubin Museum of Art. We are a museum in Chelsea, New York City that connects visitors to the art and ideas of the Himalayas and serves as a space for reflection and personal transformation. I'm your host, Tashi Children. Every Thursday, we present a meditation session inspired by a different artwork from the Rubin Museum's collection and led by a prominent meditation teacher from the New York area. This podcast is a recording of our weekly in-person practice. In the description for each episode, you will find information about the theme for that week's session, including an image of the related artwork. Our Mindfulness Meditation Podcast is presented in partnership with Sharon Salzberg and teachers from the New York Inside Meditation Center, the Interdependence Project, and Parabola Magazine, and supported by the Frederick P. Lenz Foundation for American Buddhism. And now, please enjoy your practice. Hello, everybody. Tashi Delek. Welcome. Welcome to the return of in-person mindfulness meditation with the Rubin Museum of Art. I am Tashi Children, Himalayan Programs and Communities Ambassador, and I'm so happy to be your host today. We are a museum of Himalayan art and ideas in New York City, and we are so glad to have all of you join us for our weekly program where we combine art and meditation. Inspired from our collection, we will first take a look at work of art from our collection. We will then hear a brief talk from our teacher. And today, we're so happy to have our teacher, Rebecca Lee, back. And then we will have a short sit, 15 to 20 minutes, for the meditation guided by her. Now, let's take a look at today's theme and artwork. The theme this month is change. This theme is inspired from our newest exhibition, Death is Not the End. This exhibition is a cross-cultural exhibition that explores notions of death and life after through the art of Tibetan Buddhism and Christianity, the change from this life to next life. So the art connection for today's session is this beautiful tanka of Machik Labdrun. The tanka is a scroll painting mineral pigments on cloth framed in silk border this is a 19th century tanka from Kham, uh, eastern Tibet. The central figure is Machik Labdrun, a renowned 11th century Tibetan tantric Buddhist practitioner, teacher, and a yogini who was famous for her mastery of Vajrayana practice of chut. And chut means cutting through ego uh, to severe the ego and cutting through all dualistic fixation which is the essence in uh, Prajnaparamita. Machik is perhaps the most famous female saint in Tibetan Buddhism, and she is shown adorned in born ornaments, dancing to the sounds of her drum, which is Damaru, the two-faced drum, and the bell she holds to her left, are Dakinis, uh, especially the one here, it's Vajrayogini. And then um, those are often known as Khandroma. Closest translation is Skygore, uh, dancing with her. And then to the right, a tantric master, possibly Machik's teacher, the Pa Tabasange, who is also appeared or came around the 11th century. And he's blowing into a leg-borne trumpet. This 
personification of a perfection of wisdom, the deity Prajnaparamita is above her among the Buddhas. In fact, you can see the Shakyamuni Buddha, the historical Buddha, immediately above Machik, and then above that is the Prajnaparamita deity symbolizing that the realization of the empty nature of reality is what frees us from the attachment to self, the root cause of all suffering. Chut practitioners intentionally visualize in their mind's eye their own bodies are offerings to the gods and spirits. And let's bring on our teacher for today. Our teacher is Rebecca Lee. Dr. Rebecca Lee, a Dharma heir in the lineage of Chan Master Shen Yen, is the founder and guiding teacher of Chan Dharma community. Her talks and writings can be found at RebeccaLee.org. She's a sociology professor at the College of New Jersey, where she also serves as faculty director of the Allen Dowdy Center for the Study of Social Justice. Rebecca Thank you so much for being here. Good to be here practicing with all of you today. So um, I find today's artwork uh, particularly intriguing because of the teaching that it's um, sharing, talking about how the realization of the empty nature of reality is what frees one from the attachment to self, which is the root cause of suffering. And I want to speak on this a little bit. Um, oftentimes when people hear about the self being empty, it sounds scary. It sounds as if it's saying that um, we don't really exist. There is no self. And those are actually incorrect understanding of this crucial Buddhist teaching. And the teaching presented by the artwork today, it is uh, centered on the teaching of wisdom, which uh, focuses on the teaching of uh, emptiness, of the true nature of reality. Emptiness is the common English word used to translate this uh, Sanskrit term sunyata, and uh, emptiness, uh, there's really no good word. So just, uh, if you, you find sunyata, a foreign sounding word, uh, easier, uh, you might want to stay with that. Because oftentimes for folks, emptiness may invoke a sense of like, there is nothing that we don't exist, which is not what it means. Really, it is to point to us to reconnect with, the, um, with ourselves as we truly exist which is we are the every moment of our existence is the coming together of constantly changing causes and conditions. So emptiness does not mean that nothing exists, does not mean that we don't exist, does not mean the self does not exist. In fact, everything exists. We are all here. The room is full of all of us here, um, feeling the presence of everyone here and of course in our presence here we brought the presence of everyone everything in the universe into this room right here right now the entire universe exists right here through us in this space and time it's because what it what is pointing to this teaching of sunyata points to the fact that every moment every moment is the coming together 
of constantly changing causes and conditions. And um, all you need to do is to take a moment to just reflect on how the air in our lungs, when we enter the room, is now already in the lungs of someone else. And we have taken in different air in our lungs. And not to mention the thoughts and ideas and physical sensations and sound we have heard, constantly changing, constantly changing. And thus the teaching of um, the true nature of reality being impermanence, anicca, referring to the fact that our the true nature of our existence really like a flow. It is not a moment that's like fixed and now that's it. It doesn't change anymore. So if we allow ourselves to experience it, um, we can actually connect with it quite easily. So when we talk about the realization of the true nature of reality or the self, it may seem like something that we have to go to someplace very far away or study some very difficult text in order to realize. But actually right here, right now, we can reconnect with it, that allowing ourselves to experience our bodily sensations moment after moment. And these bodily sensations are from uh, the interaction uh, between ourselves and the environment. You can feel the temperature and humidity in, uh, in the air, in the sound you're hearing coming from the microphone here. And uh, of course, that also includes the um, ideas and memory that might uh, be invoked um, as you hear uh, different ideas. And of course, all the beliefs, very, even very, very subtle ones and um, habitual tendencies, the way we tend to interpret what's going on and then react automatically, fuse automatically, all those things um, that can be uh, directly experienced moment to moment. And um, I often like to think of uh, use uh, what I've observed when I uh, go to take a walk by a river in New Jersey, because I live in New Jersey, uh, in this very beautiful uh, uh, place, uh, there's this river and then you always see as the water flow and there will be occasionally some water bubble. And then uh, because of air, um, there's this, this part of the water molecule forms a bubble and flow and flow and flow and then and then like meander around and then there's no more bubble and then it flows joins back with every uh, other water molecules. The water bubble didn't say, ooh, like, you know, I'm a water bubble, you know, I'm just going to be a water bubble forever and oh no, I'm not a water bubble anymore. It's like, it's just happily flowing around with the river with every other water molecule, and that we can live our life that way as well. And that is what meditative practice can allow us to do. We learn to uh, use the meditation method to allow us to stay with the present moment experience of this body and mind in this space, moment after moment. Then we allow ourselves to be directly experienced as it is and allow ourselves to realize that, oh, wow, there is not a fixed, independently existing entity that's like moving from place to place per se, but every moment I'm here. I'm here as I am right now. And by relaxing into each emerging 
present moment of this body mind here right now. We are allowing, allowing ourselves to be as it is right here, right now. And all we need to do is to maintain this gentle contact with the meditation method that gently anchors us to the present moment. So whatever is happening, well, if there is busy mind, if there are a lot of thoughts going through, not a problem. It's only a problem when we think that the mind is supposed to be a fixed way, like it's always calm and no thought. Right now, busy mind, no problem. And if we feel like a little tired, the tired sensation, not a problem. Well, maybe we found you know, working a lot, or maybe we have been dealing with some physical ailments, and uh, it creates sensations that we call tired. It's only a problem when we think, I'm not supposed to feel this way. In fact, there's a perfectly good reason for the body to feel a little tired. And um, sometimes there might be certain thoughts that pass through the mind. And, oh, it's just a thought. But uh, it, we, turn, we can turn it into a problem if we think that, oh, I'm not the kind of person that has this kind of thought. Well, thought is not you. It's just a passing by, visiting, and it's leaving. And so, um, but like if we can unlearn the habit of identifying with the thought as who we are forever, then it's just a thought, like a bubble. And now it's not a bubble, not a problem. And so this is how meditation uh, can help us reconnect with ourselves as we truly are. And when we can be uh, with it all as it is, see ourselves that each moment is truly the coming together of constantly changing causes and conditions. What that means is that when we allow the present moment of self to be experienced as it is, it's part of a flow, then we can release the urge to grasp a moment. Think of like this water bubble on the river. And, and turn it into a fixed entity to, um, I like it, hold on to it. Or like, a, oh, I don't like it, I hate it. And you tr we try to get rid of it. This is like right here, right now, as it is, moment after moment. In this way, we can be truly at peace regardless of what is going on. That is how realizing the true nature of our existence, sunyata, can free us from suffering. So what it is, is that it does not mean that we dissociate from our experience. It does not mean that we pretend that what is going on is not happening. In fact, we're clearly aware of what is going on moment to moment. And clearly aware that it is the coming together of constantly changing causes and conditions. And I'm right here, fully experiencing life as it is. So it is living a fully engaged life. We are fully alive. And because of this clarity, we can see what needs to be done in the moment as it emerges and respond appropriately. And so this is why the teaching of sunyata is so central in our cultivation of wisdom and compassion in living an engaged life. So let's 
give it a try as we do our meditation together. So I'd like to invite you to um, situate your body in a posture that's conducive to relaxation. You might find it helpful to sit closer to the front of your chair, allowing the lower back to fall into its natural curvature. You can give that a try. And I take you through a whole body relaxation. And we begin. And feel the relaxation of the top of the head. Directly experience the subtle sensations as the scalp relaxes. And feel the relaxation spread to the forehead. Check to see if we hold tension in the area between our eyebrow by habit. And allow, allow the tension to melt away. And feel the relaxation spread to the eyeballs and eye muscles. We often hold a lot of tension in these muscles in our daily life. From order, analyzing, comparing, judging, planning. Right here, right now. There's no need to do that, and we can give these muscles a vacation and allow, allow the tension to melt away and feel the relaxation spread to the facial muscles. Check to see if we hold tension in some part of our face by habit, perhaps from holding a certain facial expression for others to see. Right here, right now, there is no need to do that. We can give these muscles a vacation and allow Allow the tension to melt away. And feel the relaxation spread to the entire head. And feel the relaxation spread down to the neck and shoulder muscles. Directly experience the subtle sensations of these muscles softening like melting butter. As we allow, allow the tension to melt away. And feel the relaxation spread down the arms, 
to the forearms, and all the way down to the fingertips, and feel the relaxation spread to the chest area. Check to see if we hold tension in this area by habit. Maybe from anxiety, sadness, grief, fear. Right here, right now, we can give them a rest and allow, allow the tension to melt away. And feel the relaxation spread down the torso and all the way down to the lower abdomen. Trust that the skeletal structure can hold up the body. We don't need to hold so much tension in these muscles. And allow, allow the tension to melt away. And feel the relaxation spread to the upper back. Directly experience the subtle sensations of these muscles softening as we allow, allow the tension to melt away and feel the relaxation spread down the back. All the way down to the lower back and to the buttock where we feel the sensations of the body's weight on the seat. And feel the relaxation spread to the thigh muscles and down the legs and all the way down to the toes and feel the relaxation of the entire body sitting right here, right now, moment after moment, with this wakeful, clear mind. And as we do so, you notice the subtle changing sensations as the body breathes. 
subtle expansion and contraction of our rib cage that also moves the body slightly. Rest your attention gently on the subtle changing sensations as the body breathes, allowing the body to breathe on its own. The body knows how to breathe. It's been doing so since the moment we were born. And you may notice sometimes the mind may drift off, disconnected from the subtle changing sensations of the body breathing. Not a problem. Make use of that as an opportunity to practice remembering, to come back, to gently reconnect with the direct experience of the subtle changing sensations of the body breathing. It doesn't matter how often or how long the mind drifts off. As long as you find your way back, you are practicing well. And if you notice thoughts in the form of memory or images, Fragments of conversation passing through. Not a problem. Allow them to come through. They're already part of the present moment. There's no need to talk back at them and chase them away. Allow them to be fully felt and seen, and heard. That it's part of the present moment experience of the self here, right now. And when it's ready to move on, allow it to move on, on its own. Moment. After moment, maintain this clear awareness of the body-mind sitting in this space.
Maintain this clear awareness as we transition from stillness to motion. We move our fingers one by one, rotate our body from small circle into bigger and bigger circles in one direction. Stay with the changing sensations as the body moves, moment after moment, and change direction. Notice the urge to allow the mind to scatter just because the formal meditation period has ended. But why would we want to stop being clearly aware? just because the formal practice period has ended. Take good care of this transition and you can bring the stability and clarity cultivated in meditation into your life lived in motion. Thank you. Thank you so much for that beautiful session, Rebecca. That concludes this week's practice. To support the Rubin and this meditation series, we invite you to become a member at rubinmuseum.org membership. If you are looking for more inspiring content, please check out our other podcast, Awaken, which uses art to explore the dynamic paths to enlightenment and what it means to wake up. Season 2, hosted by Ravina Arora, is out now and explores to transformative power of emotions using a mandala as a guide, available wherever you listen to podcasts. And to stay up to date with the Rubin Museum's virtual and in-person offerings, sign up for our monthly newsletter at rubinmuseum.org enews. I am Tashi Children. Thank you so much for listening. Have a mindful day.